You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to today's episode of the podcast. This is episode 101, and we're going to dive into a topic uh, discussing close-handed issues versus open-handed issues. You know, What other doctrines uh, or what are the theological positions and truths that we must absolutely hold on to They are that are essential, that are non-negotiable, versus what are the doctrines or the theological perspectives that maybe we can hold on to uh, a little bit, a little bit more loose uh, than that. So I, I'm excited to to answer those questions and dive into this topic. Uh, before we do, quick reminder to everyone: please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. It's the only way to guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. You can find this on any of the podcast apps out there. Obviously, on the the podcast app on an iPhone or iPad, you can find us on Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, and any of the Android apps, including uh, Google Play. And so, feel free to look us up on any of those. If you don't know how to subscribe, head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com, and there you'll see a variety of buttons and links that you can click on that'll take you over uh, to places where you can subscribe to the podcast. All right, let's dive into today's topic. Uh, Two episodes ago, back in episode 99, I answered the question, what's the bare minimum that someone needs to believe or embrace to be a Christian? If you haven't listened to that, I want to highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode 99. In that episode, I took a very minimalist approach uh, in that episode to answering that question. And so in this episode, I want to expound a little bit. I do want to give you kind of a, a forewarning that in this episode, it's going to sound like maybe I'm kind of backtracking on what I said. Uh, I want you to know I'm, I'm not backtracking at all. I stand by the statements that I made back in episode 99. I just want to sort of unpack or expound upon some of those thoughts. Uh, back in episode 99, I made the statement that all it takes to be forgiven of your sin to, is a genuine hope and belief in Christ. And in that episode, I took, you know, I went through or I examined Romans chapter ten, where it talked about, you know, Paul making the the statement that we need to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead. In that episode, I unpacked the kind of the two tenets of that passage. One was a, you know, kind of making a true profession of faith, and then also the, you know, uh, believing that Jesus rose from the dead. You know, obviously, then that and that would symbolize your belief. That he is who he said he was, that he was Lord. So that was really kind of the, the the premise of that episode. So again, if you haven't listened to that, go back and uh, and listen to that episode. But in that episode, I also made it clear that once you make a profession of faith, and once you make a genuine belief in Christ, that the Holy Spirit uh, comes into your life, and that the Holy Spirit begins to sanctify you, right? I made it clear that I believe the Holy Spirit will transform you over the course of time. And this happens in many different ways in many different areas of our life, right? One way that God transforms us is God changes our opinions, right? The Holy Spirit points out areas of our lives and our perspectives, areas where our opinions are flawed and need to shift and change. 
Sometimes the primary way God does this is when we're reading through the Bible and we see truth in Scripture that maybe is contrary to what we believe to be true. Well, we recognize that if our opinion doesn't line up with what the Bible says, well, we need to change our opinion because our opinion could be flawed, but the Bible is not. Like That's one of the primary ways that God changes our opinion. Sometimes God does this through a, kind of just a sense of conviction of the Holy Spirit. We just, we just feel a conviction about a particular area. Sometimes God does this by sending us someone, like maybe a friend of us comes and confronts us. It's like, hey man, you've got an opinion on this thing that's flawed, and a friend can do that. Sometimes maybe we read a good book, or we hear a good sermon, and those can kind of confront us and, and maybe help change our opinion. Sometimes our opinion changes because we make some decision, and we end up suffering the consequences of it, and then as we look back, we go, oh man, my opinion on that was flawed, right? Sometimes consequences in life circumstances can sort of change our perspectives in a lot of ways. There's a lot of different ways that God changes our opinion toward the opinions that he wants us to have. So while I made it clear in episode 99, you don't need to embrace all of those opinions up front to be a Christian. You can come to faith in Christ on a, on a kind of very minimum basis, belief and hope in Christ and Christ alone. And that's pretty much it. You're forgiven of your sin. You're rescued from suffering the consequences of your own sin. You're invited into the family of God. You're invited to have friendship with God. And the Holy Spirit comes into your life. And this is an incredible opportunity and a privilege and honor that God comes and lives inside of us and walks with us. And as he does that, over the course of time, he will begin to change our opinions in a variety of areas. And he will then begin to draw us closer to the opinions that I would say are closed-handed issues. Let's really unpack for a moment the difference between having a closed-handed issue versus an open-handed issue. I actually got this terminology from a, a pastor, a real famous pastor who originally was based out of Seattle, a guy by the name of Mark Driscoll. Um, he was sort of controversial, kind of a lightning rod in, in a lot of ways. Um, he actually stepped away from ministry leadership for a little while. He's now a pastor in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, launching a new church there you know, over the next few months or so. Uh, but I remember hearing him talk about this, you know, at least, I don't know, five, six years back, um, I heard him talk about this idea of having closed-hand issues and open-hand issues, and I really thought it was really a valuable way of kind of uh, describing this. He talked about closed-hand issues are the doctrines or the truths that we hold really tight. These are the essentials. These are the non-negotiables. Open-hand issues are the areas where we may have an opinion but it's okay if someone disagrees with us. Maybe it's even okay if someone attacks us on that particular issue, right? The open-hand issues are the areas where we can lovingly agree to disagree with other people of faith. Like, right? That's that's really important to understand. In, in other words, when we're, when we're talking about closed-hand issues and open-hand issues, what we're really saying is that there, there are some doctrines that, you know, we need to divide over. And there are some doctrines that we don't need to divide over. The key is knowing what to hold to um, and which ones to put in which hands, right? And this is part of the big problem. Some people make the open-handed issues into close-handed issues, and that's where we run into a lot of problems. I talked about this back in episode 79 in my interview with Dr. Preston Sprinkle. We were really talking about how people become loyal to their doctrines to the point where it becomes this um, you know, divisive dogma. Uh, and this is bad. This is an unhealthy way to approach, you know, studying theology and scripture. Um, this is the reason why so many people are like, I don't want to study theology, right? Because sometimes we take our theological perspectives 
and they become areas of division where they really should not be. You know, remember me and Dr. You know, me and Dr. Sprinkle in that interview were talking about his willingness to objectively examine the issue of homosexuality. And remember, he he was saying like, I'm going to study the Bible and I'm going to go wherever the text leads me. Whatever the Bible says, that's what I'm going to do. And he was talking about how people are nervous about that, right? Like, why are you nervous about being honest about any issue? If you're someone that believes the scripture is true and the Holy Spirit is alive inside of you, don't you trust that the Holy Spirit is going to guide you in the truth, right? That's what the Bible tells us. So uh, why are we squeamish about that? Why do we get nervous? And I think sometimes all we, what we really want is, is we want all of our theological perspectives to fit within these nice, neat, you know, clean, black and white theological constructs. But the reality is oftentimes studying theology is sort of messy. And sometimes our perspectives and our understandings of God don't always fit perfectly into these boxes. And so we have to be willing to be okay with that in a lot of areas. The most areas of theology are open-handed. And it's okay if it's not 100% clear. It's okay if there's messiness. It's okay if there's disagreement in a lot of areas. There's only a few areas that we would say are closed hand issues, right? Let me give you a few of them, like the deity of Christ, right? Jesus is God. That's a closed hand issue. The Trinity. We believe that, that there is one God who exists in three persons. That's a closed hand issue. Um, the inspiration of scripture, right? The Bible is God's word. Closed hand. Humans are sinful and we need to be rescued. That's a closed hand issue. Uh, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He, he died in our place. That's a closed hand issue. Jesus physically rose from the dead. A closed hand issue. In fact, that's such a closed hand issue. It's it's in the very bare minimum. Like without believing that, you, you just really can't be a Christian. Like there's, there's no way you you can deny that one. Although there are people out there denying it and still claiming to be Christians, I would say they're not Christians. They're they're something else altogether, right? Uh, another closed handed issue would be understanding that apart from salvation in Christ, we will all face punishment of some sort because of our sins. Like These are all closed-handed issues, and, and there's some debates on other ones out there, but that's pretty much like the major ones, right? Like, these are the non-negotiable beliefs that should be defended by all believers and held dear. Like These are the ones that should be points of unity amongst Christians. No matter what tribe you're in, no matter what camp you're in, or what theological perspective you have, the closed-handed issues are the things that bring us unity. Now, there's all sorts of other issues, right? There are dozens upon dozens of other theological areas and, and, uh, and genres in which we study and argue and debate. And it's okay if we disagree on a lot of these, right? Think things surrounding God's foreknowledge and the doctrine of election and how that exactly works out. Um, you know, eschatology and end times, or how these spiritual gifts work out, um, our understanding of hell and exactly, you know, how we are punished for our sins, or how does prayer work exactly, and, and when can you pray for what, or, you know, how does the death of Christ actually apply to us? Like, like it's a closed-handed issue to say that Jesus died for our sins, but exactly how his death applies to our sins is an area of open-handedness. There's some disagreement there, right? Uh, women in ministry, there's a lot of different, you know, perspectives. There's areas that are seemingly absolute, and then there's areas that are kind of gray. There's some wiggle room. Um, old earth versus new earth, right? If you believe the earth is thousands of years old, or you believe the earth is millions of years old, whatever, I think, I think we can disagree on that uh, and still be united as believers, right? There, there's dozens of different areas of theology where I think we can disagree um, and these are the areas that we should hold to lightly, like with humility and the open hand. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't have convictions or strong opinions on the secondary issues. Like, let me tell you, I've got very strong opinions in every area that I just talked about, every area that I just mentioned as an open-handed issue. 
I have strong opinions about what I believe to be right in every one of those areas. However, in my opinion, there's no reason for me to divide with other Christians over these areas. Uh, my friend Greg Dutcher, who I interviewed back in episode 95, he uses different terminology that I, I kind of like even more than the, the closed hand versus open hand. He, he calls them red light issues, yellow light issues, and green light issues. Like, green light issues are the issues where you just keep on driving. Like, you know, if, if you're working with a believer or you're talking to a Christian and they say something you disagree with, um, that's not a big deal. You just, you know, we're going to ignore it. It's not even a big deal. Like if someone says, well, I believe that Jesus died and resurrected in 29 AD. And someone else says, well, I believe Jesus died and resurrected in 33 AD. Well, that four-year difference in the calendar is not a big deal. We don't really know. So it's not a big deal, right? If one believer says, I think Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And another person says, well, I think Barnabas wrote the book of Hebrews. Well, that's a green light issue. Like, we're not going to disagree on this. Let's, let's just keep on going, right? If one person says, oh, I prefer the ESV Bible. Another one says, well, I prefer the NLT. Another one says, I prefer, I prefer King James. Well, that, that, that's not an, it's a green light issue in my opinion, right? Like, some, someone says, I prefer contemporary worship. Another one's like, well, I prefer more traditional hymns. Like, these should be green light issues. The issues we go, well, we disagree, but we don't even slow down. We just keep on going. And the problem is we have I mean, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of churches all across North America that are basically dividing with other Christians over green light issues. And that's, in my opinion, is just silly. Then we have yellow light issues, right? These are issues where you may keep on driving, but you may slow down a little bit and evaluate. Maybe you're a little bit cautious, right? Like someone like me, I'm a Calvinist, and if I'm going to be working with someone who's an Arminian, I'm like, we're, we're brothers in the Lord. We're Christians. We disagree on an area that is very important to me. Let me just slow down a moment and I just have a dialogue, and then maybe we can keep on going. Uh, maybe when it comes to baptism, right? Some people believe in infant baptism. Some people believe only in adult or believer's baptism, right? We can go, well, we, we're Christians, we agree, but can we really run a church together? Maybe, maybe not. Like, you know, again, maybe, maybe not. There's a there's some potential for maybe a cautiousness there. Or women in ministry, right? We, there could be some disagreement there. Like, could we work together? Maybe we could work together a lot. Could we run a church together over a long period of time? Maybe, maybe not. Like, again, there's, there comes an area of caution there. Like, you know, we're still brothers in the Lord. We're still friends. We can work together in a lot of areas. But when it comes to yellow light issues, there might be some limits to how much we can do together in general overall. But we still love one another. We're still going to defend the faith together. We're still friends, right? We're still on the same team overall. That that's the that's the understanding with the yellow light, yellow light issues. But the red light issues are the issues we put a stop, right? If you're hanging out with someone or you're working with someone in ministry and they say, well, I'm not really sure Jesus rose from the dead. You put on the brakes, right? Stop. What? What do you mean you don't believe he rose from the dead, right? Someone's like, eh, I don't know if I really believe in the Trinity. What? Stop. Red light, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. We got to check that. If someone's like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think the Bible is all that reliable. What? The Bible's not reliable. This is a red light issue, right? If someone's like, yeah, I pretty much think that Muslims and Christians worship the same God. Uh, red light, stop. Like, no, no, you're not a Christian. Like, if you, if you believe these things, I'm not so sure you and I are both following the same faith. Maybe we are, and maybe you're just way wrong, and we need to have a dialogue about that. But we, but we need to stop what we're doing and have a quality conversation until we figure this out. The, the green light issues, we're not even going to dialogue. The yellow light issues, we're going we're gonna to continue to work together as we dialogue. The red light issues, we stop working together until this is worked out. Those are too, too important. But again, the problem is that there are many Christians that are just far too often uh, making everything a red light issue. And that's, and that's really sad because it brings unnecessary division. Now, if someone denies the key truths, the, clone ha the closed-handed issues, 
listen, we can divide over that. We can fight over that because that's too important. And that's and this is what I was sort of hinting at back in episode 99, the idea that like if you claim to be a Christian, I believe over the course of time, the Holy Spirit's going to draw you closer to those closed-handed issues. You may not embrace all of these at first, but over time, God's going to change your opinion. God's going to change your mind. If your opinion hasn't changed at all over the course of several years, well, then I have to question whether or not the Holy Spirit is really at work in your life. I have to question whether or not your faith is actually genuine. Like, I don't want to doubt your profession of faith, that it was genuine, but, but if over the course of several years, your opinion hasn't changed at all to come in line with the closed-handed issues, I'm, maybe I'm not so sure that you're really a Christian. I think we have to really challenge that. Like, I was asked a few, you know, a few weeks back at a doctrine class at our church, do we need to believe in the Trinity to be saved? And as I made it clear back in episode 99, Romans chapter 10 tells us, no, you don't. Like, you need to believe that Jesus is Lord, you need to believe that God that, that Jesus rose from the dead. Like those are the two main things. But over the course of time, if you're a genuine believer, then the Holy Spirit's at work in your life. And over time, the Holy Spirit will point to you that the Trinity is true. If that never happens, I have to doubt whether or not your genuine yet your profession of faith was genuine at all. You see, if you're a true Christian that's growing your faith, eventually you're going to embrace doctrines like the Trinity at some point. Eventually you're going to come to the point where you realize that's true. If you're a believer over a long period of time where you claim to be a believer and you refuse, I just have to question whether or not you're genuinely a believer. That's how important these closed-handed issues are. And that's why it's extremely important that we don't mix up the closed-handed and the open-handed, right? That's why it's so important we don't mix the red light and the yellow light issues. We make sure we have a clear understanding. You see, if someone doesn't believe in the rapture, but you believe in the rapture, listen, that person, if that person never embraces the idea of a rapture, that doesn't mean they're not saved, okay? They disagree with you on a, in my opinion, a green light issue, at best maybe a yellow light issue, okay? It's not that big a deal, in my opinion. That doesn't mean they're not saved. Or, or old earth old earth versus new earth or should we baptize babies or not like most of these are green light or yellow light issues that should not divide us they should not call into questions someone's salvation over the course of time we need to clearly identify what are the closed hand issues what are the open hand issues and the closed hand issues it's okay to defend it's okay to divide over those yes people ask well, what about unity doesn't god want us to be uni unified doesn't god love unity Yes, but if you disagree on the majors, you're not one of his. Like God wants unity amongst his believers, his people. And if you disagree on the closed-handed issues, well, you're not in that category. God doesn't want perfect unity between his people and those people who are not his people. God is not wanting perfect harmony and unity in of theology between the Muslims and the Christians. God doesn't want that. God wants there to be a divide on the major clear theological issues. That's why it's important that we identify what are the closed-hand issues, what are the red-light issues, and that we absolutely draw a line in the sand and we defend those vehemently no matter what. See, God absolutely prefers truth over unity when it comes to the closed-handed issues. God prefers truth over unity in those areas. We always must defend truth no matter what it costs us. And we must be willing to always be open to believers 
that are on our team that maybe disagree with us on open-handed secondary issues or yellow light issues. We must be willing to be unified with them for the sake of the unity of the body of Christ, even if it means that maybe you know theology ends up being a little bit messy, even if it means that there's not perfect clarity and things get a little bit muddied some of the time. When it comes to closed-handed issues, we defend truth over unity. When it comes to yellow light or open-handed issues, we defend unity over our own personal loyalty to dogma. That is how we approach the scripture with health and making sure that we can both defend truth and build unity amongst the body of Christ. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'm sure I hope this has been helpful and insightful. I hope it challenges you and I hope it inspires you to seek after truth and unity with the believers that are are on your team. Hey, if you disagree with me on anything I've said, would love to hear from you. Please feel free to shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, if you have a question or a topic, whether it's related to this or not, and you want me to address that on the podcast, you can email me at that same exact address. Also, remember, please connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Would love to connect with you there. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.